0: Friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am really looking forward to sharing today's show with you. I have a really special guest by the name of Ryan E. Hamilton. We don't get oh, a car just drove by. Did you hear that? I'm actually recording outside of my daughter's volleyball practice because I do what I need to do to deliver the goods to you. So anyway, my podcast guest today. His name is Ryan Hamilton, and he is one of the co-founders of The Life of Dad, which is a website, a social media website, a social network for dads and dad bloggers and um, people that want to talk about fatherhood. And I'm super excited to have him on the show because I know that I bring in a lot of female voices and, you know, dads have stuff to say too. So with that being said, if you know of a dad who's doing really important work in the parenting arena or the human being arena, will you let me know? Tip me off because I'd love to get a more diverse um, guest list to the podcast. So yeah, do that for me, won't you? So the podcast today, Ryan and I are going to talk about life of dad. We're going to talk about how he feels about the representation of dads out in the parenting arena. We're going to talk a bit about being a vegan, (laughs) because I told him that we would. And we're going to talk about um, how to be, how do I put this, for moms, how moms can be ever more, what's the right word, effective at sharing parenting tips and tools with their male partners. So... Yeah, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of other things, too, and you're just going to have to wait and find out. Ryan is an entrepreneur. He's a total tech guy, software developer. He's got a lot of things up his sleeve, and I'm super excited that I get to see him really soon in the next couple days at the MOM 2.0 conference in Laguna. So I'll let you know how that goes. But for now, I'd love to introduce you to Ryan. Hey there, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Casey. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Doing great. Is it
0: sunny (laughs) where you are?
1: It is finally sunny. It is really sunny. And, you know, we're finally getting, uh, you know, the spring weather out here, you know, after, you know, somewhat of a a long, arduous uh, winter and heavy snowfall, snowpocalypses, I guess is what they call it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, spring has sprung, I think.
0: And where are you? I'm in uh,
1: kind of the the Washington, D.C. metro area, a place called Gaithersburg, Maryland, if you're familiar with it.
0: Oh, you know what? I remember that we had a little back and forth about this. My husband is a lineman and came out for one of your snowpocalypse experiences. (laughs) So, yes.
1: yeah, I do remember that. We were on Facebook and I think your husband was out here uh helping, you know, helping to bail us out, I think. You yeah. know, that was, that was the that was the first snowpocalypse of the season. I think yeah. we had a <laughs> kind of a follow-up uh second one, but uh all, all's well. Good. Like, like I said, spring is here, so we're good.
0: Yay. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and your family and what you do in the world.
1: Uh, what I do in the world. Wow, where to begin? Um certified fide tech geek, I guess is where you, you start there. Um, uh, you know, I've been a tech geek, coder, uh, programmer pretty much all of my life. I think, um, you know, when I was growing up uh, back in St. Louis, Missouri, you know, my dad owned a computer store. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been surrounded by, you know, tech and, and computers pretty much all of my life. Uh, and back when I was in elementary school, um, you know, started fumbling around with code and you know, we had a computer lab at the school and you know, certainly my dad had a, you know, lab at his you know, uh, you know, a wide variety of computers at his store. Um, you know, so you're talking like Apple twos and Commodore sixty-fours and things like that. Right. I started, you know, kind of fumbling around with, you know, primitive games and and teaching myself how to code. I coded it um basic uh on an Apple II back in the day. And this was back when I was in like I don't know, like second or third grade or something. And and so really, you know, kind of caught the bug early in terms of, you know, like my tech passion and kind of geeking out on, you know, computers and things like that. You know, fast forward here, you know, several decades later, and you know, I'm a, you know, 38 year old man and, you know, a parent of a nine year old son of my own. And he's a technophile, just like daddy, you know, kind of, you know, following my lead, I guess, and, you know, big time gamer geek. Um, Himself, You know, of course, with much, much, you know, much more advanced tools nowadays, you know, like smartphones and tablets and things uh, like that. And I don't know, it's been really cool to kind of see, um, you know, the tech world kind of evolve since, you know, the early 80s, back when I started out. Yeah, back when um, we
0: were back when we were playing Pong. Oh,
1: your Pong was actually a little bit before my time, but Oh,
0: oh, I'm a few I've got a few years on you, Ryan. We were playing Pong.
1: I think I dabbled a little bit in Pong when you know what? I was teaching myself how to, you know, code games and things like that. I you know, we had the benefit of, you know, things being a little bit simpler and more primitive back then. But, you know, again, you know, fast forward a few decades here, you know, you know, we're in our 30s now and 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 you know, I'm approaching, you know, middle age. I've got a son of my own and you know, I'm a parent, I'm a dad and and uh you know still am uh a programmer, a coder to this day um but using much more kind of advanced tools, I mean we have smartphones, we have tablets, yeah, um you know our computing technologies, and we my gosh, we have sm- you know smart watches now you know um and and just the the rich functionality that exists in this day and age is just it's 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 a dream come true and one on one hand. And it's mind blowing on the other hand it's it's like everything yeah. that I used to dream about as a kid has come true, and you know now that I'm a father, I get to kind of you know live vicariously through my son, kind of see the world through his eyes, and you know kind of see how he's picking up tech and um, it's just really interesting to kind of almost like relive childhood, you know, through his eyes. Oh, and- yeah.
0: Wait till he gets into middle school. Then you get to relive middle school, <laughs> yeah. which actually I- hasn't been that horrible. But it's like, whoa, I'm back. But I have way more information this time around.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then hormones are raging and you know, becoming a little bit more difficult and things like that. And he might have to kind of monitor his, you know, online activity. Who knows that? But but, you know, it's just it, it's really kind of a fascinating thing for mm-hmm. me to see. Um, so, you know, to sum it up, I'm, you know, I'm a tech geek and and I'm a dad and, and, uh, you know, by day I work in the advertising industry and, and, um, you know, doing kind of mobile advertising development and, you know, kind of mobile gaming development, things like that for, for advertisers of the world. Uh, and then I also run a social network and entertainment destination, uh, on the side for fathers and, uh, it's called life of dad and, uh, you know, really excited to kind of see how that is, uh. Um, grown from infancy five years ago to uh you know kind of kind of touch the world in a way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tell us more about Life of Dad. You're you're the founder, yeah? Uh
1: co-founder. co-founder. You know, so we have uh, yeah three three uh founders. Our original founder is uh a gentleman named Tommy Riles. He um is the warm-up act for uh, Ellen DeGeneres and oh, you know cool. Los Angeles, California. He's the guy that, you know, before Ellen uh, takes the stage on her show. He's the guy that kind of gets the audience warmed up for the show, like, you know, gets the energy levels high so that, you know, Ellen DeGeneres can take the stage. And they're uh, all and
0: amped up. That's great. Right. I need okay. that person.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, th- I think we all need that person, especially in the morning time. They'll right. Be- have like kind of a pep talk or something. But uh, but yeah, he's just a wonderful guy. Uh, he's the original founder of the site. And, um, you know, the genesis of Life of Dad was really um, kind of a very personal story for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his wife, you know, when they were expecting their first child, um, uh, you know, the doctors, uh, you know, told them midway through the pregnancy that, uh, you know, their daughter was, uh, had congenital heart defects, mm-hmm. which was really kind of unsettling for them. I mean, that, you know, you sure. your first time parent and you, you realize that, you know, your, your child has a heart condition, you know, so, Um, so they're kind of midway through the pregnancy, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if our daughter is going to have a shot at life, you know, Mm -hmm. if she's going to have a chance to make it. Um, so it was really kind of a trying time for them. Uh, and for Tommy, uh, you know, he started blogging, you know, he, he, you know, was going through a lot of kind of pain and uncertainty and just, just mixed feelings and emotions were, you know, kind of rushing around, you know, his brain. So he had to get it out, you know, he had it, he had to kind of express himself in a way. So, um, so literally, the first blog post um, or <laughs> the first bit of content for Life of Dad was actually on Facebook. It was a Facebook note, and if <laughs> if you and your listeners kind of remember, like you know, Facebook still has notes, but they're not quite used as heavily as they you know once were. But um, you know, he got on Facebook and really just kind of um, bore all about the emotions that he was having, literally in the hospital room um as his daughter uh was about to be born. Um and so that was the genesis of Life of Dad It's from a hospital room, from a very mm-hmm. kind of heart wrenching uh personal story. Um and so so, you know, so when I you know when I talk about Life of Dad, I you know, it's amazing to see kind of the growth and, and the effect that it's had on the world, but to always remember that it started off as Tommy Ryle's personal story mm-hmm. uh, is really kind of you know, what keeps me grounded and humble and what keeps us all just kind of purposeful and knowing like, hey, why did we start this thing to begin with? And why do we why do we run this company? You know, right.
0: Well, and as it's evolved over the last five years, how would you say, you know, from that founding story, how would you say the mission has evolved? I mean, if you're going to talk about, you know, purpose, yeah. how, what do you feel is purpose around life of dad?
1: Well, the purpose is really, you know, to enable um, a, a, a father to to share his story, just like, okay. you know, Tommy originally shared his story from a hospital room. I mean, so awesome. so to kind of sum up the evolution of the, you know, the company, it's, you know, Life of Dad started off in a hospital room, very kind of personal, mm-hmm. plain, you know, actually, you know, a Facebook note, which evolved later into kind of a WordPress blog, really plain vanilla, no right. real you know, elaborate theme or anything, just a plain vanilla WordPress blog with Tommy at the center of it all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of brought in two of his brother-in-laws who were also uh, parents at the time who were also fathers, uh, Dan Lazars and Patrick Quinn, uh, who are still kind of part of the original, um, you know, core team to this day. Um, You know, so, so one person became kind of like three people rocking out on this, this WordPress blog and, and, you know, then he <laughs> inadvertently met my uh longtime good friend from St. Louis, uh old camp buddy of mine. He met David Guest, um, who's a video producer and uh uh film uh school uh teacher out in LA. And they met on jury duty, oddly enough. <laughs> and, and 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 David is um just a really great guy but you know they inadvertently met on jury duty and and david so happened to be uh you know a young father at the time and they just started talking and like oh you know oh my god i'm in you know i'm doing film and you know i'm doing film production video production and tommy was like oh i'm a comedian i do this thing for ellen and you know hey let's you know i'm a dad you're a dad hey let's get together and do something so so kind of a a small team of bloggers became like an even larger kind of handful of bloggers Mm -hmm. at you know kind of crazy video shorts, and you know, um, just they, they started rocking out. And so, Tommy, you know, his daughter eventually, after that kind of trying time in the hospital, you know, she was born, got rushed off to surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctors uh, fixed her broken heart, you know, mm-hmm. literally, they, they got in, did the surgery, and you know, to this day, um, you know, she's a healthy, you know, six year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they patched up her heart, and you know, once Tommy saw that, Hey, you know um, this kind of dire, depressing emotional story is becoming much more of a celebration of her life. You know, my gosh, you know, we didn't know if she was ever going to make it now she's here. She's healthy. She's home. You know, we get to cuddle her and and snuggle her and and celebrate her life. So life of dad really kind of became a celebration of parenting, of fatherhood and of life itself. And, you know, Like, again, you know, Tommy, he incorporated his brother-in-laws into it and then met my friend David Guest. David Guest, you know, you know, they started rocking out, making video shorts. And like, you know, as it became much more of a celebration of her life, Mm -hmm. uh, it became much, you know, Tommy was a comedian by trade. So he got to incorporate a little bit more of the comedy and kind of the lighthearted feel into the site. So they were like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's there's really something to this. Um, Perhaps we can open this up where this becomes kind of more than Tommy your story or you know David's story or Patrick's story or Dan's story maybe we can open this up to the world and and kind of allow a world full of fathers to share their story with the world in much in much the same kind of um, open and vulnerable um, kind of transparent way that Tommy originally did Mm -hmm. and and so they reached out to me they were like hey let's make a social network out of this and I was skeptical at the time. I saw a few of their video shorts and I thought it was kind of crazy. I'd never heard of dad <laughs> blogging. I thought it was kind of bizarre, actually. The first, you know, few video shorts I saw, I was like, dude, I don't know about this. I don't, our dads really, did, did dads really do this stuff? Like, well, and that's,
0: what? yeah, that's my question. Like, are, are, have you found that dads are really anxious to get their stories out?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. And, and my gosh, in bigger and better ways than we mm-hmm. could have ever even imagined, but you know, you know, when I was original, but I, but I, but on the flip side of that, I can understand what you just said there. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I had never heard of this stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. know that dads did this stuff or cared about this stuff. And and my initial reaction to it was kind of like, not off-putting, but just kind of, dude, this is weird. I'm, I'm like, I'm a dad. I, do I just have time for this and do all this kind of stuff? Like, really? Uh, but the more I got to experience what they were doing. And, and kind of saw read a few of other stories and kind of uh, immersed myself into the content of the site a little bit more. I was like, wait a second at the, it, you got to understand at the time I was going through a lot of issues and depression and, and just mm-hmm. tumultuous time in my life. You know, I was going through a divorce. I had just been laid off from my job. Um, financial collapses, uh, plural <laughs> were happening around me. Um, I was losing everything in sight um, my wife had moved across the country, took my son. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was in the thick of a depression at the mm-hmm,
0: time. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so I was experiencing life of death at the, for, for the first time kind of blindly. But, you know, the more I got to experience the content of the site, I looked at my own life. I was like, wait a second. I I'm going through a parenting story myself. I can, mm-hmm. I need community. I'm lonely. Right. I need community myself. Like um, I can share my story with the world just like they did. Like, look, I'm not going through like, you know, a happy picket fence kind of, you know, lifestyle and things that you're talking about Tommy, but I've got a story to tell. Maybe I can talk about my depression or maybe I can talk about how I'm turning my life around and maybe I can talk about being a laid off dad or maybe I can talk about this divorce that I'm going through. So yeah. I, I, so I started blogging about like how my wife had moved across the country and took my son and, and, and kind of the darker side of parenting and fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, from my point of view. So it, I, once I did that, I caught the bug and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm in, let's build this. Because That's so
0: great. That's so great because you're not you aren't you know, we aren't in our own private freak show like this is such a collective (laughs) journey and to have dads out there expressing their experience from their perspective. I think we get I mean, we get so much from the moms, myself included. And I mean, even when I teach parenting classes, typically the moms show up and the dads get dragged Right. And so it's really yeah. refreshing and exciting to recognize that there is this whole outlet. And and I think that there's there is a bit of miss. I think dads are misrepresented. I think there's some assumptions that we make about dads. Maybe a
1: little bit. Yeah. And I and I, I like what you said there about, you know, the personal freak show thing, because, you know, when I, when I was going through my depression and it, look, I was I was literally about to tune out. I, yeah. you know, I didn't know how much more life I could take at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I thought I was all alone Mm -hmm. and I was literally all alone. Many times I was sitting in an empty kind of foreclosed on home, just about to lose everything in my life. Um, And, and, and what I realized is that, you know, when I wrote that first post, the response that it got, and to see the commenting threads of people saying, "Oh my gosh, I've been through the exact th- same thing. you know, I'm going through the same thing right now or even dads who've kind of like been there, done that, who are like farther along in the game that out you know you know they they've been through the dating and they've gotten remarried and they're living happily and they're living the picket fence lifestyle now. So you know so it, so I realized, look, I'm not alone mm-hmm. and that no matter what your story is, like you're not a freak. Because mm-hmm. chances are, there's like, you know, if you are a freak, there's like, you know, millions of other freaks just like you in the world that are going through the same exact thing. Yeah. So you're not alone. Michael yeah, Fronti
0: Michael Franti says, all the freaky people make the beauty of the world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm glad absolutely. I had the opportunity to quote Michael Fronti on my podcast. That makes <laughs> nice. me really well, well happy. Done.
1: <laughs> well done. Well done, Michael. But, but, but to visit your point, because you asked about um, misrepresentation.
0: Yeah. Yes,
1: I, I, I definitely do think that, you know, we're overcoming and, you know, we're, we're seeing in the world right now somewhat of, of a push towards equity, towards equality. Um, you know, you certainly see, you, know, you see it in many communities, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, we're, whether we're talking about race or gender issues mm-hmm. or, you know, in this case, parenthood, you know, there's a push towards, you know, kind of misrepresented, underrepresented people. Pushing for equity, pushing for equality, and, and and really just kind of trying to reach some parity. Um, and and you know we certainly see this in the dad community. You know, on the flip side, I'm, I mean, my gosh, you know, moms and women have been going through struggles of their own for the past you know decades, centuries. You right. know, pushing for you know rights and for equality of their own. And and now we live in a day and age where yeah, you do have a lot of like working. Uh, women and, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, professional women where, you know, increasingly anymore, you see a lot of stay at home dads. So it's like right. you know, kind of a, a, a shift in, in roles and, and kind of per, uh, parental expectations. And just the trends are shifting a little bit. Um, and um, to overcome these kind of long held traditional paradigms is a rough thing to do. I mean, you're not going to reach equality yeah. overnight. You're not yeah. even going to reach equality over generations, you know, mountains will be moved in time. Um, you know, give, give us a little bit of time. You know? Yeah. I, gosh, I think,
0: gosh, we need to see that. Such great. Yeah. But,
1: but here's what I will say. Here's what I will say is that the burgeoning dad communities that we see mm-hmm. at life of dad, you know, we certainly see a burgeoning dad community on Facebook with the Dad Bloggers Group, mm-hmm. um, you know, with awesome events like Dad 2.0 Summit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who came in the heels of, of course, the you know, the fabulous Mom 2.0 Summit event. Uh, you got great organizations like, you know, National At Home Dad Network, you know, National Fatherhood Initiative, uh, City Dads Group. Um, just a, a, a wide array of just kind of these burgeoning dad communities sprouting up all over the place, Life of Dad included. That we're we're really making change in the world. We're enabling fathers to say, "Hey, look, you know, just like I told you about myself back when I first engaged with the dad community, thought it was awkward, thought it was bizarre, but really kind of find another family there, like a, a, you know, literally a second family to me. In many cases, <laughs> the primary family, you know, given the <laughs> divorce. Uh, but but um, but you know, we're we're seeing communities of fathers, you know congregating with one another constantly um advocating for change pushing for what's right if if dads are misrepresented you know we we are kind of um you know we're changing the media mm-hmm. We've, we saw this you know i think it was it was super bowl 2014 last year you know the, the, not this past super bowl but the year before that um you know all the kind of awesome dad commercials that were mm-hmm. out there yeah. I mean, that's a direct result of, of the efforts day in, day out that, that all these kind of different dad communities uniting with one another and pushing for this change, you know, th- there reaches a point like the customer's always right, you know? Yeah. The, the, the market has a way of kind of shifting when people demand it. It's literally supply and demand. And what dads, the power of dads coming together, seeing eye to eye, saying, hey, you know, we're not going to push, we're not going to put up with this kind of inequality in, anymore, um, we're going to push for change, um, you know, you'll see things like the Super Bowl commercials that, that portrayed dads in a much better light than they were portrayed back in like the 80s or 70s, you yeah. know?
0: Or at least so. a different, at least a more expanded role, right? Because yeah. I was a child of divorce and when my, and when my parents split in the late 70s, I mean, it was, we went to dads every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And that is crazy for me to think back on how little time we spent with our dad, not because he didn't want to see us, but that was just kind of the norm, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, last week uh, I had Brandy Weikley from the New Family Podcast on the show and, and she talks about, she has a whole community of people that she leads around co-parenting and her husband, her ex-husband lives next door. Right on. (laughs) And, you know, and it's day to day by day where the kids are. And it's just such a beautiful shift around dads, you know, assuming instead of like, oh, the kids need to be with mom, dads want to be with their children.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and how I, can we
0: support what's – and children want to be with their dads. Oh, of
1: course. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, the whole
0: stay-at-home dad thing too. I mean, it's so – that one is so fascinating to me because I get so excited when I meet stay-at-home dads. And I am fascinated by the converse, by the conversation of – not with them, but with other people around like, well, yeah, but why isn't he working Right, you know what I'm talking about, right? And it's so fast. It's just like from a sociological standpoint, it's just really fascinating that we can value having a caregiver at home, but when that caregiver is dad, it's like, hmm. Well, what's the deal there? Right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. and you certainly have plenty of you know, like my man Art Eddie. um, You know, the co uh, another. Uh, part of the Life of Dad team, he's my co-host on the Life of Dad After Show. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's the, the guy podcast
0: that, guy, right? Yeah, he's, he's I've he's, heard him on the podcast. Yeah, he's
1: the podcast guy. Like he's the guy <laughs> that interviews Shaquille O'Neal, and then in the next minute, just goes and like fixes his daughter's hair, like you know, and then goes and does <laughs> so a shopping awesome. run for the family. Like so, he's a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, and dude works hard. Yeah, um, you know he he works hard for Life of Dad. You know he, you know you know technically kind of. Uh, coin him a work at home dad Mm -hmm. but you know you you have dads that all they do and I'm not saying all they do to be demeaning I'm saying that that the primary thing that they do is to take care and raise the children while the the, you know the mother is out on a professional job out out in the workplace it's no joke
0: it's a ton of shit to deal with
1: And they're working hard. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely totally. working hard. They're they're at the IEP meetings. They're at the play groups. You know, sometimes getting the sideways glances from the mothers. There, you know, and and kind of facing all kinds of just awkward situations. But hey, they do what they must to raise their family. For sure. Uh, yeah. And what I'd say from kind of my personal uh, story, you know, and you you said something about co-parenting. Mm-hmm. That's something that's very near and dear to my heart, you know, I, and I told you earlier in the show that, you know, my wife had moved across the country and there was a, a point in time where there was a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of just kind of, uh, you know, um, debate and and just contention there right um but in long you know in long story short we've kind of realized over the years to really keep things amicable to work together extremely well you know you you were talking about you know um you know your friends there that that you know they they lived you know, kind of next door, you know, well, my, my ex-wife and I don't live next door, but I can literally walk to her house in like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. that's awesome. Son, and that's awesome. I can drive in like, you know, five minutes. So, um, and so, you know, she, she is a work at home mother. Mm-hmm. I am a work at home father. So it's, it's interesting. We it's, it's a very well balanced situation in, in our households because, um, You know, my ex-wife, you know, she works from home. I work from home. You know, we're raising a son, a child with autism and ADHD. So, I mean, you know, in addition to his school, you know, he has, you know, the occupational therapies, he has Mm -hmm. the speech and language pathologist around him, he has a whole wide range of psychologists and, you know, therapists, you know, helping him to cope with the divorce and the family situation. So I mean, we, we surround ourselves with professionals, you know, and then we have to go, you know, attend the IEP meetings and make sure that, you know, his education is on track, you know, but but, you know, to the point about kind of, Misrepresentation, and you know certainly what I've been talking about, you know equality and equity is that you'll see both of us at the IEP that's table. Awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, you you I'll, I I'm there. You know, you'll see me at the therapist. You know, I'm I'm the chauffeur. You know, like I'll, uh-huh. you know that's <laughs> everywhere, you know. Um, and in we we try to balance out those duties, um, to the degree that it's fair. You know, my wife is certainly better at some things than I am. Like, look, I suck at. Dealing with insurance companies and benefits, and I just look, I'm, I'm better yeah. at like doing my job and rather than like knowing how to deal with like you know prescriptions and all
0: you know, I just we I, all like, have our skills, suck, Ryan. Yeah, you know, like,
1: you know, <laughs> we have our strengths and our weaknesses. Yes, I just, like suck at some things. Oh. You know, my wife is good at it, and you know, sometimes I guess she get come up, you know, hard on me, like, right I would really like help with the insurance companies because I don't like dealing with them, but right. honey, you're better at it, it's right? Something. Um, but you know, um, we, we try to keep things balanced. Um, but what I'll say about kind of the misrepresentation is that the way sometimes some of the therapists, not all some, cause things are changing, right. um, in some of the, you know, educational administrators, not all, some right. of them, you right. know, deal with the the father in the room Mm -hmm. versus the mother it's almost like sometimes the body language is kind of like turned toward the mother as if the mother is kind of uh the primary parent and so just just in in large ways and small you know from from mass media on down to like the iep right i mean that those inequalities are kind of being dealt with day in day out
0: yeah yeah and it's messy, and there's absolutely a change in the tide. And I love that Life of Dad exists as a vehicle for giving voice. Appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And so when I was on the website recently, I noticed that there were a lot of recipes, which is so totally <laughs> like speaks to my bias. Like, oh, sure. Dad's cook, <laughs> which is ridiculous for me to say because my husband's totally, he totally cooks and knows how to cook. He's a better cook than I am. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and you, I know, are a vegan. So I, tell us about, I promised you we'd talk about this. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> tell us about uh, your journey to veganism.
1: My journey to veganism. First off, I, I'd like to boldly state that I do cook, I and, and I cook with a capital C-O-K. Awesome. Okay. I mean, I, I, I blessed the world and myself with my cooking. That, that's, that's how I treat it. Like, you know, I don't just cook. I cook, you know, nice. like, you know, when I cook, I, I go all in, I, I'm chopping vegetables. Everything is absolutely from scratch. Everything is whole and as organic as possible. Um, cause you know, our bodies are temples and I, I, I treat it as such haven't always, but I've learned to, um, my journey towards veganism is really kind of been in the past, uh, two to two and a half years, um, again, like I said, I've gone through a lot of pain in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, was deep in depression uh, years ago. You know, through the thick of you know the divorce and um, in the throes of um, you know being laid off and and dealing with unemployment and estrangement from my son and, yeah. and just you know financial collapse and just uh, just the the I, just issues and problems that I can't even articulate on this this you know this podcast here. Um, but I was I was literally suicidal. I couldn't you know, but in, in, and it was at a time where, yes, I was starting to build life of dad um, that was keeping me occupied during, you know, the unemployment time. Um, i glad I stuck to it. <laughs> My gosh. Right. Um, but, but at the same time, I was a, I was really kind of working on a lot of other kind of freelance projects and running myself ragged and I would pull all nighters and you know I was drinking a ton of just like alcohol like beer and whiskey and um my my ideal my my idea of nutrition back then was kind of like pull an all-nighter hey I'm gonna stock up you know go to the local convenience store maybe get a bag of chips or some pretzels
0: maybe a burrito my husband's known to stop for a burrito uh, uh, at the gas station,
1: actually like hoagies and like subs in my case. Yeah. Um, and and oh my gosh, like hello, like midnight Taco Bell runs uh-huh. or like McDo- like McDonald's is open all night. This is before they had like you know all day breakfast. But like I would go to McDonald's at like you know midnight, one a.m. and get like I don't know two double two double quarter pounders with cheese, twenty piece McNugget and like a large fry, just because I wanted to eat right. you know? and and, and, it, and it was tasty, you know? And, and, and so my gosh, I was just running myself ragged all nighters, no sleep eating like total crap. And I don't know, just ultimately I wasn't, I wasn't productive. I, I, I was productive, but I wasn't mentally stimulated. I wasn't happy. I was really depressed and I was suicidal
0: Yeah.
1: and I had to turn it around Um. I don't know what specifically kind of did it. The Here's the funny part of the story as to why it went vegan. The, the, the kind of painstaking effort in all the toil, blood, sweat, and tears I poured into Life of Dad, around year two or three, things started to improve. The site really kind of grew and grew and grew. And we were like, wait a second, this is kind of becoming a thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: enough so that, you know, things like dad 2.0 summit started to inviting, you know, started to invite us to speak <laughs> mom, 2.0 summit invited me to speak. Yeah. Uh, I That's think awesome. it was back in 2013 and they wanted me to speak in front of just a bunch of people. I'd never really kind of been into public speaking or anything like that. Um, the irony there, the kind of the weird part about that is like, okay, so I'm this kind of like, you know, depressed, somewhat homeless, broke, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know de- like suicidal man who's just been invited to what was it like this really glitzy glitzy like you know Ritz I think it was like the, the Ritz Carlton down in like Buckhead of Atlanta to speak to like hundreds of women and isn't
0: that I, isn't I love I love this story I love where this story's going Ryan because yeah. it's like there's what there's what we do and there's who we are yeah. And when it a situation like this, that it's so glaringly obvious to us, yeah. like, wow, how misaligned we are, because I, yeah. you know, as a parent educator, I stand up in front of parents and talk about building relationship and using tools. And then I might find myself, you know, in the throes of mommy meltdown with my kids. And it's yeah. like, how can I show up for parents <laughs> yeah. if I can't get it together? Oh, absolutely. it's such a nice kick in the pants. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the interesting part was that, okay, so I've just been invited to speak to a bunch of just like professional women, apparently like, you know, think I got their stuff together and they want me to speak. Like, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm sitting in just like this empty home and life of dad is like somewhat cool. It's beginning to take off, but you know, and, and it's becoming something And I don't know if people think like I'm more important than I am, <laughs> you know, like, Let I'm not think that it. like, but go but, with it. <laughs> but but you, to your point, go with it. I was like, wait a second, I am important. Like right. look, like I have built something of value here. People do like it. Like my work does matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like you know, it, it just like I said that first blog post. The the you know, kind of getting out of my shell, and that initial feeling that I got from finding out that I'm not alone. That has been duplicated i think thousands if not millions of times across this planet ever since i wrote the first line of code from life of dad we've touched lives we've touched millions of lives across the planet in the same
2: exact manner oh hey everybody it's us blair and molly your old pals from toddler purgatory two moms who are also actors who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck and now we're back
1: And and when I realized, like, wait a second, my life does matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I didn't give this up. Like, these women have invited me, like, given me the opportunity to share the story, to share, you know, kind of the value and the, the talent and the skill that I bring to the world. Like, like you said, Casey, show up. Yeah. And so I decided, like, so I'm great. like, no more Big Mac, no more Taco Bell, no more just I, I, I'm I going to radically change my life.
0: Pass the and vegetables.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm going to stock up on vegetables and just like, it was, it was gradual. I phased out meat, sure. um, you know, hadn't given up the dairy at the time, but I had a good friend. Her name is uh, Jennifer Argenti. She's a, a professional violinist and, and uh surfer out in uh, Santa Monica, California. And we were all on kind of Facebook and I, you know, we live, we live in the day and age where you can kind of like crowdsource, you know, wisdom, you know, For sure. so I posted on my Facebook, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I really haven't been right. I'm thinking about kind of going vegetarian, clean up my life. And so here comes Jennifer Argenti on my Facebook wall, like, hey, Ryan, you should really consider veganism. So I checked out a few podcasts, got online and checked out a few documentaries and, you know, just kind of did my research on it. And I was like, yeah, I had been on and off kind of flexitarian, vegetarian-ish back in my college days, but really kind of gave it up when I got married. Uh, and you know, you know, my wife's, you know, you know, my ex-wife's and and my in-laws and my family, you know, soul cooking, hello, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I couldn't do it, you know? Um, but, but, but I said, the more I did my research, I was like, Hey, this is something I'm going to try. I tried it, um, shed a few pounds, um, loved it. You know, my energy levels were high. My spirit started turning around. Um, and I really started getting a much better reaction from people. So I said, hey, I'm going to keep this up, you know? Yeah. And, and ultimately, I eliminated the dairy and, and um, I don't know, been vegan ever since. <laughs> and uh, well,
0: and it's amazing it's what happens
1: to me, you know? Yeah.
0: It's amazing what happens to our brain when we take care of our body.
1: Yeah. Right. It's a cascading effect. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 in my case, the act of cleaning up my diet um, has cascaded out to all facets of mm-hmm. my life, you know? So from. Great. You know my my health, my vitality. I just got my physical crystal clean. Nice. Last, you know my, my wife, my mom would be proud of me. She's been wanting me to get a physical for the past like three four years. In fact, that, that's her like her. You know, right for Mother's Day, can you just go and get the physical? And we we guys don't do that stuff. You know. <laughs>
0: oh, I <We> know. <laughs> no,
1: but um, but yeah, you know, crystal clean. You know, it feels good. Good, good heart rate, cholesterol is good. You know, I'm 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 set. Um, and you know, it's really had a cascading effect on you know my life, my mind, my vitality, the presence and the energy that I bring to all, all of my work. Um, you know, I've recently even incorporated kind of like a daily jog, you know, mm-hmm. and stay active and, and healthy. And, 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 and I bring, I, I don't know, I, I like the vibrancy that I bring to people into the world right now. Um, it's really kind of, you know, we're, we're here to kind of share our gifts with the world. Right. and, yeah. and, and to the degree that, you know, health and vitality can kind of supercharge that energy and that love that you bring forth to the world. Hey,
0: rock out, you know? Awesome. Well, and so most of my listeners from the research that I've, the informal research that I've done, most of my listeners are moms, yeah. but I'm also guessing that, well, I know that most of them also have partners yeah. and um, just to bring it back to the lives of dads, mm-hmm. what, where can listeners except for and I know that there are some dads that are listening hello Kevin and David and sometimes my husband listens so I'm not excluding you but where are some places that the mamas that are listening can get like there's life of dad what other resources could you throw out for moms for um to turn their partners into the community of dads that you're talking about and then there's the whole question of like how enjoyable it is for husbands to get advice from their wives about where they should be finding community, but whatever. We're just going to yeah. let that go and say, where are some other, you know, life of dad is a great place to start. And um, I'm guessing there's probably some good resources there for dads as far as communities go. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. What other ideas? I would, say, I would say kind of first and foremost, like, you know, from the most informal kind of answer. And I would say, you know, start over here, you know, and you use the term loosely, but like your poker buddies, like, yeah, you know, if you got like a, a set of friends, you know, a, a lot of, you know, me in my case, you know, a lot of, you know, the guys I grew up in, with, um, you know, 30 somethings, 40 somethings mm-hmm. now, um, they're becoming fathers more right. and more lately. And so it's kind of more just kind of like staying in touch with your peer group that you've always had, right? That's, you know, I'd say first and foremost, like never isolate yourself, always never feel like you're alone, always mm-hmm. reach out. You know to the extent that there are others around you that that can share your story by all means share never never suffer in fear or never right. kind of like you know isolate yourself so that's you know first thing I would say second thing like you said you mentioned life of dad who I'd be remiss to not mention but there I, will be um, links
0: all over the <laughs> show notes to life of dad don't worry
1: thank you thank you Casey uh-huh. but I, but I would also you know to reiterate you know kind of some some earlier you know names that I dropped in the show you know dad 2.0 Summit impeccable impeccable event you know definitely check out those guys at at dad 2.0 summit uh doug french and john pacini run an awesome event annual event every year uh they just had one in dc they've had them in you know um san francisco and new orleans um in houston texas they they kind of change the venue to kind of a major metro different major metro every year Mm -hmm. but I mean that that's 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 that that's the main event every single year. That's where dads congregate to talk about the the state of fatherhood in the world.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, Maybe they'll I come highly, to Seattle.
0: That's where I'm. Yeah,
1: hopefully Seattle. Um, but but oh my gosh, because I've never been to Seattle. There I'll you be go.
0: Honest. Be awesome.
1: Yeah yeah, hear good things. But um, so you know, Dad 2.0 Summit definitely worth checking out. If you're an at-home dad, definitely mm-hmm. check out National At-Home Dad Network. That's National At Home Dad Network. Uh, They run awesome uh, annual events, and you know also kind of have different kind of events um, in meetup groups, you know local opportunities throughout the year, Um, and just awesome programming that specifically cater to the lives of dads who do stay at home with the children. Mm -hmm. Um, So National At Home Dad Network. I'd also mention uh, City Dads Group. That's City Dads Group. Started off as NYC Dads Group uh, by, you know, some great gentlemen, uh, Matt Schneider and Lance Sommerfeld out in uh, New York City, but they've expanded across the country. They've got, my gosh, I think about 15 or 16 groups scattered across, you know, major metros all across the United States. Um, and so definitely check out, you know, City Dads Group for that. Um, perhaps there are meetups in your local area, you know, playdates and, mm-hmm. and you know, beer nights and just, you know, kind of various opportunities to get the, you know, the dads together. And and of course the families together yeah. for some, some good old fun. Um, and then what am I forgetting? Uh, uh, if you're kind of an online type, uh, there's, you know, again, life of dad. Uh, but also if you're on Facebook, there's an awesome dad bloggers community called dad bloggers. Um, you know, uh, that if you are on Facebook, you know, try to get in there, just a bunch of dad bloggers i think they're about you know a little over a thousand members in there uh dads from across the planet who uh create content they blog they podcast uh they they produce video they rock out on you know instagram and nice you know snapchat oh my gosh snapchat proliferation of platforms that (laughs) exist nowadays uh but yeah dad bloggers is definitely worth checking out. awesome
0: well, I'm going to put links to all of these, everything you've mentioned in the show notes. And I'm so glad that you had time and could talk to me. Appreciate it. Now, if listeners want to follow you in particular, how can they find you? Are you on Twitter and Instagram and all those other places that you just mentioned, social media wise?
1: I, I am. I'm, I'm definitely on Facebook as myself, Ryan E. Hamilton. I'm on Twitter at, at Ryan E. Hamilton. Uh, I also do a, a Twitter called Daddy Devs, Daddy Dev, Daddy, D-E-V underscore Ryan, uh, where I kind of rock out and teach my son how to code. That's another little cool, cool. thing going nice. on. But yeah, and then, uh, of course, I'm on Instagram and Pinterest and, oh my gosh, lately, Snapchat. Which, uh, I just uh, got
0: on Snapchat too. I, I cannot really figure Snapchat. out how to yeah. use it, but I my daughter really wants to be on it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to use it and then I can have a better conversation about it Cause yeah. my daughter's 13 but it's kind of weird
1: it is it is kind of weird. a time suck a little bit of a time suck a little <laughs> bit of a learning curve but I think I've quickly gotten over that unfortunately <laughs> because it's uh I've caught the bug and I I think I have somewhat of a Snapchat problem right now. Oh, so I,
0: well, I'm going to snap you. No, no, no. no. I'm going to send you a snap.
1: I don't want to give people the wrong impression, but uh, yeah, to your point about time-sucking, yeah, very uh, various other kind of priorities I have right now that uh, probably should be tended to, like launching the second coming of Life of Dad. You know, we got a new site coming up. Awesome. we been kind of in redevelopment for the past uh, year, two years now, and, and we're about to launch uh, Life of Dad 2.0 with... Uh, an accompanying uh, app Sweet. for Android and iOS so yeah Ooh. check it out soon
0: we'll be looking forward to that well thank you again Ryan great to chat with you I look forward to meeting you in person next month
1: yes absolutely cool
0: alright we'll talk again soon Yep. you Bye. too Bye. so there you have it friends Ryan Hamilton on the podcast isn't he fun I had such a good time talking to him about the variety of things that we talked about I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, Check the show notes because links for all those different resources that Ryan mentioned will be available there, including the Dad 2.0 Summit page, the National At Home Dads Network, City Dads Group, and that Dad Bloggers page on Facebook. Also, there are a variety of ways to follow the Life of Dad movement, their website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. They also have a podcast. Um, I think it's really important that we invite all parents into conversations around parenting and something really powerful happens when the conversation is amongst like-minded people, people having common experiences. And I think when we're talking about dads, you know, the experience that they have with their kids is, can be different than what we're experiencing as moms. Um, So yeah, I really hope that this was helpful. If you loved it, uh, feel free to share it with the men in your life, the dads in your life and the moms. Uh, I would love to get your feedback. You can email me at Casey at joyfulcourage.com. You can send me a review on iTunes, some five stars. That'd be awesome. Also, don't forget, we have a thriving community over at the Live in Love with Joyful Courage page. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and that's really the only oh and I'm playing with snapchat so if you're on snapchat find me okay joyful courage on snapchat anyway have a beautiful day my friends I hope that um, all things are easy for you and that the sun shines bright okay have a great week